Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. So we're on our third week of a leveraging lockdown series where we've been looking at what we can learn from this unique moment in history, how we can grow through it to come back spiritually stronger than ever. Each week we've been exploring a different truth that the coronavirus has been reminding us of. And I encourage you, if you've missed the first few weeks, uh, to go back and, and have a look at those homilies at some point. You can find them on our website. There's also some reflection questions in case that's helpful for, for your own personal reflection. Today's COVID-inspired truth is this. That love always triumphs. You know, as soon as the coronavirus started to impact societies around the world, uh, we pretty quickly started to notice little examples of how love triumphs. So I, I think of Italy, one of the first countries that went into hard lockdown. Uh, you probably saw some of those clips on social media of uh, people playing their trumpet from their apartment window, you know, entertaining their neighbours in the street, uh, other people singing. Just little examples of love triumphing. I think of uh, my little walks around the neighbourhood, all within five kilometres, of course. Uh, but um, you know, noticing uh, the the rainbows that the kids have been drawing and putting in the windows, uh, uh, the little Spoonville communities. Uh, I, I took a few photos. Uh, you know, kids uh, bringing kind of life and and, and love to the neighbourhood. I think two of the memes that have been coming out. Now, some of you probably think, oh, Father Dan, this is a bit of comic relief. But, but I beg to differ. I like to think of these as little, little signs of, of love triumphing. I think, too, of our community. I think of people in our community who have been reaching out in all kinds of ways in this time. We've had people, we've had a team of people scouring the neighbourhood on foot. Uh, delivering uh, bulletins to our seniors who aren't able to access them online. We've had people calling around, checking in on one another, making sure that, that our people are okay. We've had other people uh, contributing over and above financially to the parish, conscious that people aren't here putting money in the plates. All little signs that, that, that love triumphs. Now, we know that this is not just true during COVID, right? We saw it earlier in the year with the fires. We've seen it in recent years with the floods up in Queensland. Wherever there is tragedy in our human story, we pretty quickly start to see signs of love triumphing. Now, this shouldn't surprise us at all as Christians because this is our story. This is what we hang our hat on, that love triumphs. And one of the theological words we, we use to explain this or to talk about this is resurrection, a promise that love will always overcome hatred. 
Light will always overcome darkness. Life will always overcome death. St. Paul says it like this, that God is, is turning all things to good for those who love him because that's what love does. Love overcomes. And so my question for you today is, in the midst of this uncontrollable pandemic and in the midst of all the other challenges that you're facing in your life right now, are you convinced that love triumphs, that love is triumphing in your life right now? Is this the lens through which you see the world? You see, every week in the creed, we profess that love triumphed over the tomb of Jesus. We also profess in the creed that love will triumph over our own grave one day, that, that one day we will experience the fullness of the resurrection. And we had some beautiful images of that in our readings today, that the wedding banquet, the place of rich food and fine wine. Many of us, I think, we can accept, we can believe that, yes, love triumphed in the past and love will triumph in the future. I think the challenge for many of us, especially when we're, we're, we're out of control, we're, we, you know, we're really challenged by life, the difficulty for us is to accept and to believe and to see how love is triumphing in our life right now. A little bit later in the Mass, we're going to be singing the, the song of the angels, the Holy, Holy. And you would know in that prayer, we say, heaven and earth are full of your glory. We know that glory, the glory of God is not just out there in the earth, but through our baptism, it is in here. We believe as Christians, this is fundamental to our, our, our faith, that the same power, the same love that triumphed over the tomb of Jesus lives in us. But how conscious are you of this glory? How aware are you of this triumphant love in your day-to-day -day life, especially in the midst of lockdown? Our psalm today is attributed to King David, and, and King David was someone who could see the glory. Uh, it's in this psalm, the famous Psalm 23, a psalm we often hear at funerals. Uh, it's pretty clear that he's, he's in the midst of some kind of darkness. He's under some kind of attack. But what's amazing uh, about this psalm is that in the midst of his troubles... He writes this, this, this song, which is dripping with, with confidence and with hope. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. Fresh and green are the pastures where he gives me rest. He revives my drooping spirit. He guides me along the right path. Even when I'm experiencing darkness, no evil do I fear. You give me comfort. Then he switches the metaphors. He says, you've prepared a banquet for me, which I experience even when I'm surrounded by my enemies. My cup is overflowing. Surely 
David says, Surely goodness and kindness shall follow me all the days of my life. Now, for those of us that are experiencing some kind of darkness or fear or grief right now, this psalm is supposed to leave us wondering, how is this possible? How can someone who is in the midst of such a tremendous trial be so confident of God's goodness? Is it just positive thinking? Is, is David deluded? This brings us to our invitation for today. So our truth is that love always triumphs. My invitation for you today is to learn to live through the lens of triumphant love. You see, this was David's secret. This is the secret of all the saints, that they had this capacity to see evidence of love triumphing all around them. And, and that evidence enabled them to uh, enter into this different reality, this kind of alternate reality. That they didn't deny their suffering. They didn't kind of, you know, pretend that their challenges weren't there, but they were able to see them within a much bigger perspective. And the good news for you and me is that we can learn to live in this same way. It's kind of like building a muscle. It's something that we can develop. And today I want to offer you two simple ways that you can develop this lens through which you can see more and more of the triumphant love of God at work in your life. Here's the first simple thing that you can do to develop your lens, and that is to consciously look for it. Look for the evidence. So I asked uh, our parish council to send me through uh, just a few examples of how they uh, see and experience evidence of triumphant love in their life. And here are some of the things that they share with me. A number of them mention nature, how nature speaks to them of the resurrection. Uh, new sprouts coming out of a dead tree, the smell of flowers, the sun rising each morning, all signs of love triumphing. Someone else mention how even though her days can be quite mundane and sometimes difficult, she notices in her this desire for life. And she says, for me, that's a sign that love is triumphing. Someone else mentioned that this, this gentle nudge that he keeps getting to follow Jesus, to become more, to love more. And for him, that's a sign that, that love triumphs. Someone else spoke about overcoming his deep uh, childhood-related issues and how he's learning to trust God more and how that's been a sign of love triumphing. Someone else spoke about acts of forgiveness and how, for him, they are evidence that love triumphs. And finally, one of uh, our council members' children, the great Noah Bibley, spoke about the AFL, of course. And he said, well, the team on the bottom of the ladder gets the first draft pick for the next year. A sign of resurrection, a sign that love triumphs. Now, now Noah's a Bulldogs fan, so I guess he's experienced that a lot over his time. But uh, you see, this is one of the key distinguishing features of a Christian. 
it's an ability to see the glory of God at work all around them. Love triumphing in all kinds of everyday ways. What are some signs for you? What's some evidence that you notice of love triumphing in your own life? So the first simple thing we can do is to consciously look for it, notice it. The second thing it's important for us to do is to, to ponder the evidence. Not just to look for the evidence, but to ponder the evidence. Now, have you ever wondered how it is that Moses noticed that the bush was burning, but it was not being consumed? Have you ever thought about that? The only explanation that makes sense to me is that Moses spent time observing the burning bush. As he observed it, as he looked at it, as he pondered it, he realized, oh, it's burning, but it's not being consumed. In our busy, complex worlds, we, we often fail to ponder things. And, and, and so we easily overlook the presence of God around us, the many little pieces of evidence that love triumphs. When we go for a walk, we, we might notice uh, flowers in a garden, but, but that's a very different experience to actually stopping and, and, and touching the flower and feeling it and, and, and smelling it and noticing all the, the intricate detail in the flower. You see, when we ponder it, it speaks to us much more deeply of God's triumphant love in our lives i think of another uh, example from my own life you know it, sometimes people will send me a, a, a message a card or, or a text message a, a, you know a message of affirmation thanking me for my ministry and and often or, or at least sometimes i can find these messages a little bit difficult i mean i really appreciate them but i can find them a little bit difficult to read i, I um that's part of my own wiring which is still under repair uh, but in recent years i've really made an effort to to sit with these words to to ponder them to allow them to sink in and and when i do that these these words become a a powerful uh, reminder of how love is triumphing in my life how love has has taken this insecure uh, unsure uh, afraid little boy and, and, and has put in me a, a whole new vision for life, a whole new confidence about who I am. That was only possible when I actually stopped and pondered and reflected. So I want to give everyone some homework for this week. I want to encourage you each day to take some time to look for signs of triumphant love in your life. And not just look for them, but spend some time observing them. You might just think about them or, or journal about what you're noticing. This is really just a form of prayer, allowing the presence of God to, to, to touch into you. You see, the tendency for many of us 
is to gravitate towards the negative. We can so easily get consumed with our frustrations, with our hurt, with our disappointment, with our despair. But every time we stop and we notice the evidence of triumphant love, every time we, we ponder that evidence, something happens in our spirit. And sometimes it's, it's a big shift. Sometimes it's a small shift. But, but every time... Uh, we have that experience uh, of, our, our, of something shifting in our spirit. We, we learn to trust God a little bit more. We learn to let go of control a little bit more. Every shift gradually leads us into a new mind, into a new reality, into a new perspective. Uh, the perspective of the kingdom of God where everything, where love always triumphs over everything. As the commercial once said, it, it, it doesn't happen overnight, but when we do our homework, it, it will happen. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.